0: Welcome everybody to 1111 Calling. I'm your host, Michelle Haynes. And today I am super excited to have with us a friend of mine, Jamie Lynn. Jamie is an intuitive healer, a Reiki practitioner, a tarot and human design reader. And recently she just launched her podcast called Free to Be Yourself. Welcome, Jamie. Happy to have you here with us today.
1: Thank you, Michelle. I'm so happy to be here. And so so I'm wanna... excited for you, my dear, launching your podcast. And I know everything.
0: it is very exciting. I think it's just, um, just one more thing to, to add to the list of creative endeavors and a good way to learn about all kinds of stuff through our guests and as well as to share any information that's needed to people out there in the world. So what a great way to do that. Yes, And so let's start with telling, uh, our, our listeners, what inspired you to start free to be yourself?
1: That's a beautiful question. And yes, one that I have given a lot of thought to recently, um, with just launching my own podcast and brand. So free to be yourself came to me, um, as my second Instagram, um, handle and it was a place where i felt like i could um begin to share my journey my spiritual journey in a way that um it was like the first step in it actually sharing it outwardly and so the words free to be yourself um came from really just this vision that i kept Having for myself, I kept feeling surrounding myself, and it all came from a place of not feeling free. And what I mean by that is, I did not feel free in my own body, I did not feel free with my emotions. And really, it was um, all centered around um, a relationship that I was in a marriage and um, in knowing the challenge that I was up against at the time. Um, back to when I started Free to Be Yourself, was what would it actually feel like to feel true freedom? And so that's where my journey began. And um, true freedom for me, it all stemmed from speaking my truth, living in alignment with my truth, my higher self, um, honoring that and integrating it. So in a nutshell, free to be yourself is basically it's um, it's my life's mission to continue to keep myself true to that. And I do it every single day, every single day. <laughs> so yes,
0: that's incredible. That is truly incredible. So when you started this page on Instagram, was it a, a daily post that you were making or a video and, and what was it you were trying to say each day?
1: That's another great question. Actually, I'm going to, I want to kind of engage that because I love what my first post is. And it was a, um, it really, it wasn't a daily thing. It was a place where I could, um, post about, um, my tarot readings and my, my love for tarot cards and, also a place to, um, share, um, inspiring quotes. Um, that's when I began to be really attracted to astrology, um, and human design. And so it, yeah, it was just a place to place all of these puzzle pieces out there and mapping out this journey that I was taking for myself basically. And that very first post, um, would love to read it to you because it is so it's so beautiful. And it's so right where I was at the time. It, um, and I remember when I did it, the fear that even was centered around creating a new Instagram of that nature. And it was funny. I didn't invite everybody to this page like all at once and like in my community. So even though I wasn't conscious of it at the time, subconsciously I was like testing, can you step out and actually do this from a bigger place? And so let me read this very first post. And it says, follow your bliss. If you do follow your bliss, it will put you on the kind of track that has been there all the while waiting for you. And the life you ought to be living is the one that you are living. And that is by Joseph Campbell. Mm. And that post really resonated with me. So that's, that began free to be yourself. And I struggled during those years when I was, um, knowing that I had to leave a very safe, a very secure marriage, a family, a, a community. And I mean, I didn't, I couldn't even see the forest through the trees when this started coming to me. And I actually, um, disconnected for quite a bit. And what I mean by disconnected, I mean, I, I shoved that down. I buried it with, um, with addiction, addiction to food, to sex. Um, I actually stepped out of my marriage and, um, I had I had affairs and um all the while what was happening was um I had a war within myself and it was like I was my own worst enemy.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I I, I was basically trying to harm myself to keep quiet and saying, you have to stay here. You should be grateful that you're here. Like, look around. You have this blended family, six children. You have a loving husband. You're very safe and secure. He provides for you all of this stuff. And yet I was desperately unhappy.
0: Mm-hmm. Like living a lie. And you were the only one that knew that it was a lie.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't like that at first, I I do want to share that, the the marriage was not like that at first. It was one that came to me after my first marriage that was, um, it was an abusive marriage, um, to my boy's father. And we actually were a part of a cult, um, in my twenties. I, (laughs) this is, this is the real, um the meat to, to all of this for me and mm-hmm. my life. I um, moved from California with my family at age 18, um, right after having an abortion mm-hmm. with my high school boyfriend. Nobody knew, but him and myself, within two months after that, that summer, I moved from California to Tennessee. And I remember the pain that overtook me. And also at this time, my dad um, suffered from depression. So he was my high school years bedridden with depression. Like it was, it was very severe. The whole home's energy shifted and it was focused on how he was doing, you know, just we kind of all tiptoed around the house. Yeah. The move was all about getting him well, getting him out of his midlife crisis. So my mom being a very devoted wife, codependent, mm-hmm. <laughs> nurturing by his side. Um, and actually, yeah. So moved the family. I have two younger brothers and I have an older sister Um So I began in Nashville at age 18, not having a clue where I was going to go to college, what I had no vision for myself other than how can I disconnect from this pain that I'm still, still feeling. So then we, um, I end up going to, um, college, go to UT. I meet my first husband, instant attraction, um, I knew I wanted to be with this man. Like there was just something amazing about him and our relationship began with him saying to me, um, we, we don't date, you have to come to church with me and you have to meet my sisters in Christ. Mm, And if you can agree to these things, we're going to be friends. I wish people could see this conversation because I just did air quotes. We could be friends but you can't tell anybody that we're having sex. You can't tell anybody that we're doing these things over here. So when we show up at church, like I'm going to sit here, you sit there. It was the craziest. I, I, I can't even, I can't even put words to it enough. The, the separateness I felt from myself, because on one hand, I so longed to belong somewhere. With a family, with love, with a man, with a person, with people. And the church provided a lot of that, but the rules, Michelle, were a mile long. And there was, it was a breeding ground for my shame. So my shame actually continued to blossom there, I will say.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, what a, first I just wanna say, thank you for being open and sharing this. It's a lot and it's
1: it is. But it's painful,
0: welcome. but I appreciate your ability to be open and vulnerable and transparent with it um, and share your reality. You know, coming that transition from California to Tennessee, you're carrying with you The pain of a very difficult decision to have an abortion. And then the pain of, of living in that house, you know, with your dad suffering from depression, which depression is an all consuming illness, not just for the person experiencing it, but for those around them. So You know, it sounds like as you transitioned to Tennessee and you found almost an escape or respite in that church and in that relationship, even though it sounds intuitively, you knew that that in itself was also dysfunctional, but it was something that felt different and and brought um, some semblance of community to you that you, that you had lost kind of in that transition and in the struggles your family was experiencing. So, you know, no judgment there. I think sometimes often, even if we, we feel in our intuition or in our gut or see those red flags that we, we are so trying to create something different and better. And we just don't see in the moment that, that maybe it's the wrong course, but even then, you know, like your quote at the beginning, it's, it's not necessarily the wrong course. It's the course that, that you were on and mm-hmm. there were things to be learned there. So as you got involved with that church or cult and that yeah. first marriage, how, um, what was that next? kind of transformation for you that next transition where you where you learned and grew from that experience and then transitioned into um, new growth in different ways
1: yes oh you summed. gosh you summed it up so well I loved I loved listening to all the what how your perception of what I was saying because when I speak about it and you notice I close my eyes when I talk to you because it's it's all feeling to me and it's um sometimes it's almost like, was this really my life? And it was. I feel like I've had three lives now already and I'm about to be 50 in <laughs> the next week. Well, we share the same birthday month, so yes, it's true. Yay. So, yes. So in that the marriage only lasted six years Um, in it, I was blessed with two of the most gorgeous human beings, um, my two sons and everything happens for a reason. I I was meant to experience um, the relationship with their dad. He also suffered from depression, bipolar, many, many manic episodes. He was, um, he had affairs in our marriage. I, oh my gosh, there's, it's, it's so, it's so unbelievable to me to know myself now and to look back. It's like, I'm this archeologist now. So I, what, what led me out of that marriage was I knew I didn't feel safe with him. There was verbal abuse. There was some physical, but it was it was more um, more verbal. Um, and then with not trusting him, and we actually, um, as far as provision, money wise, I was on food stamps. My um, boys went to the Department of Human Services for their care. I know what it's like to um, have to rub together two pennies. Um, I sold many things that were very personal to me just to go to the grocery store. It's bizarre how it still hits, but
0: no. Yeah.
1: In that, I um I had beautiful friends around me. And I and I do want to share this because one of my dearest best friends was my college roommate, and I brought her into the church. And that's the whole thing, is it it really there was a lot of good with these people. And by no means did they mean any harm. It's just, it was the structure and in, in the rules that they were adhering to. And so when I left, I left because I was afraid. I was afraid for my own safety. I knew that I could no longer live with somebody who I did not trust. And I did not know what the next day would bring about. Um, and Yeah. I left in the middle of the night kind of thing. I packed the boys and I up and um, I had many things come my way as openings from divine help. I had somebody who said, here's a condo or a place up in um, the mountains. You guys go there and then we're going to get you help and all of that. So I left in kind of dire straits. Mm -hmm. So that relationship, that marriage ended. Um, He did not remain in, my boy's lives. And this is an important piece to my story. So when I met my second husband, shortly after this, within a three-year period, I was in such a place, Michelle, where I was like, I was so desperate to be with somebody who was a good person who got up and worked, who provided, who showed me kindness and love, who had a family. Like he, everything he provided was everything I was lacking. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what, that was the attraction for me. And it was very much a parental attraction. Like it was, you are going to take care of me and you are going to be a father to my sons. And yes, we had our physical attraction um, for many years. And but it just I I I still remained small. I remained needy. I did not um feel like I it just something was still missing within me. I thought there's more to me than to be a wife and a mother in this blended family and a part of this community. That was the biggest thing is I I was. I was basically picked up with my sons placed in his world, his community. There were his friends. Um, He's very close to his ex and the family. And I just moved right in. And again, being a codependent and being somebody who was afraid to speak what she wanted or needed. I went along for many, many years. And so the disconnect happened is when I was doing things to basically wake myself up. I didn't know I was doing it at the time. At the time I thought like one of the times I thought I can't leave. I will be, I'll have to stay here forever. But if I am, then I'm going to go have some fun for a while. (laughs) And so,
0: so, you know, it sounds like that relationship brought some semblance of, of comfort and stability that lacked in your home growing up, or at least in those teenage years, as you said, as you transitioned to Tennessee from California, and then again, in that abusive relationship. And so it, I can totally understand why that would be so attractive. You know, it, 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 it was providing you and your boys some deeply needed aspects of, of care and fulfillment yet you know, and you hear this all the time that all those outside circumstances still are not going to create happiness or, or purpose for you. So you were still seeking from outside yourself, Mm -hmm. something that was going to give you um, comfort, stability, but what was lacking was still purpose in in some degree. I mean, obviously with your children, you felt great purpose as a mother. I mean, that's, Absolutely. nothing to be questioned, but beyond yes. that, you were looking for your cup to be filled by some outside source. So when you were saying that you're, you're seek, still seeking something outside of that, what is it you think you were seeking?
1: What I thought was love because, um, you know, even dipping all the way back to my young, my younger years is, you know, there, there was um, some form of sexual trauma that the way that I was around with men, um, I always knew I had this capacity to, to get their attention a certain way. And to me, I quickly associated that with love and being needed. And that was my superpower. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't going to be through me, you know, getting a master's in this or doing that. It just, it was, uh, came from a very low place within myself and, and then the trauma of that. And so I do want to speak a little more around. So my relationship within my second marriage was a very open communicative We were very, he was very much trying to help me sort this all out. And it wasn't until I really just um, began to unfold, peel back, like we'd say, the onion layers of myself. And I realized at my core, I felt broken. I felt shameful. I felt like um, I was undeserving. And as I began to rebuild myself, we had, we had many moments where we came back together in this. And like I said, it was 15, 16 years. So this was not all just like a one and done thing. It, it was, to me, it's like a, it's a, it was a weaving in and out. And, um, the more I began to heal these darker aspects of myself, my shadow self, my wounds, the pain, the more I began to, it's almost like blowing up a balloon like I started to feel alive. I started to feel like I have visions. Now I have a purpose. I also did not realize how intuitive I am and how much like things would come to me. And so through my healing and then, so that I went and I would see intuitive healers. And then I got my Reiki um, training and certification And that's really when the deep work started to lock in with me. And I began to shed these heavy layers of the shame and the guilt. And the next step for me was speaking my truth. And so I did that. I told him, I actually sat down with him and I said, I have to tell you, I have done these things. I have stepped out. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I, I am. I'm devastated over it, but there was also a part of me that had to completely and, and fearlessly own it and love it. I had to love myself and that is what broke me open because I knew that if I stayed, it just, I would still have to continue to operate from a lower place what I was and the more I kept growing and expanding and then healing and then growing and expanding the more that this relationship just, it was not in alignment anymore. Yeah. And that's no fault to either one of us. It's just what was.
0: And, you know, I think that is in incredibly difficult to be honest with yourself about and also to share that that truth and that honesty with somebody you love and care about and you know it's gonna hurt them mm-hmm. and yet you know it's the truth and I am one that full-on believes that truth is the only way to go with integrity um, there's no getting around it mm-hmm. you know and sometimes it's ugly and messy and hurtful, but in the long run, you're, you're living your truth and there's nothing that is, is wrong with that at all. And your ex, that's his journey too. And he will find his truth along that way. And so I commend you on, on being able to recognize that and be honest about that. That's not an easy thing to do. I don't think. And, um, and honoring that part of yourself, even though it felt scary, you know, moving through that kind of fear is intense, you know, and I think, you know, that all too well. Yes. So for you then with that transition and, in all these avenues and layers of healing that you're going through and these new moments of clarity were you you were were you practicing then, doing Reiki on others and and doing tarot at that time? As you were as you were healing, you were learning about ways to heal and then wanting to share them. Is is what I'm picking up. So, yes. how did that then grow with you?
1: Yes. So first, yes, first began the Reiki and the intuitive um, counseling and therapy I was going to, and then. Um, my, my tarot, my love for tarot began. Um, it's what's so cool is, um, cause I'm, I'm very deep into it now. And I, I have, um, close friends who are readers. And when you truly are called to be a tarot reader, your deck comes to you. Mm. And this deck, um, actually came to me in a box from my ex mother-in-law. She was giving us like all the kids, all of my ex-husband's, you know, toys and his Monopoly game and Scrabble and stuff. And in there was this Rider Waite tarot deck with a guide. And so
0: in- insane.
1: I know. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, that is very random.
1: It, it is. It's very random, but it's also, it's, it's very mystical to me because, um, I remember getting it out of the box and this was only four years ago. So I I'm, a, I'm on a year now where I have left and been divorced. And so going back like four or five years when I pulled this deck out and I had have had many tarot readings um, over the years and just, I'm, I'm very, very much um, a believer and love it. And um so I started working with this deck and I instantly put it away after a couple of days because I was so intimidated by how am I going to even begin to memor? I thought it was a memorization and, and then I pulled them back out and every morning I created myself an altar. And so And then just to share with um, the listeners, I, there was a beautiful book that came to me. It's called simple abundance and you can pick it up for like 96 cents at the local, like used bookstores. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a daily devotional book. I wish I could remember her name. And she takes you through all these. um, It's basically how to, um, how to unleash your soul. And one of them, one of the days was create an altar for yourself create a place, a sacred space where you come, you meditate, you have your writings, you know, whatever it is you you do for your own personal practice. And so I did that. I did that for many months. And then I would bring my cards and I would flip a couple of cards and then I would look up the meanings and, you know, a couple of months go by and, you know, I'm starting to pick things up. And then, um, I followed some people on Instagram, one who I just had the honor of interviewing him, Elliot Adams. He's an amazing tarot reader. And so it began to flourish with me and it gave me so much insight because what the tarot is, is it is a visual pictures of our soul's journey in this life. So we begin as this fool who is this lighthearted being who's about to jump off a cliff. He's got his little dog next to him. He's so precious. And that's his intuition or her intuition. And we go through 22 or 21, because he begins at one, at zero, 21 experiences that we experience in this life. Everything from being the Hierophant, from being judgment, to the death card, to the tower card, to strength, all of these moments in life that we experience. And then we end as the world and the world is this gorgeous image of this woman dancing and she's naked and she has this purple sash around her and she's wrapped in a wreath, which symbolizes victory. And it's like enlightenment. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so then the, the other 56 cards, like a deck of playing cards are the different suits. And so that is more on our emotional, intellectual and spiritual and so it's all for a reader giving a reading where um, there's no two readings ever alike. And, you know, each one plays off of the cards, depending where you're positioning them. And so I really trusted my inner guidance and my spirit guides to speak to me through this. And one thing I do in my teaching and in my offerings I do is I teach everybody what their lifetime tarot symbol is. Mm hmm. We just did that, um, Mm -hmm. the other day with you. And do you remember what yours was?
0: I remember what it looks like. I can't remember the name of it, but it had, um, there were wings in the center of it. I remember that. And it had, the the chariot. yeah, the, yeah, the chariot. And then there were the two, it's interesting because I didn't show you, but those, on the left and right, they were, um,
1: Yeah. The
0: two Sphinx. sphinx. I was like two little dogs, but they weren't (laughs) dogs, but I have tattooed on my arms, um, something symbolizing joy and pain. So they're basically geishas and one is really lighthearted with butterflies around it. And the other one on the other arm is very dark and in pain and suffering. And to me, that represents the balance between the reason I got them is I do believe there's a balance in all aspects of life, but specifically joy and pain that they both serve purpose in our lives and that we can't know one without the other. So I found that, that symbolism on that card really spoke to me that way. And oh so,
1: God.
0: um, yeah, remind me the name of it.
1: It's the chariot, the, the chariot.
0: chariot,
1: and he comes out or she comes out ready, fully dressed, fully um, prepared for the next journey in life. And when, when we receive the chariot in a reading, it is a call for us to go ahead and lead and step out and go after this, um, this purpose, this vision, this journey that you're on because you're well-equipped and you're ready. And Remember I showed you there was no, um, yeah, or these two, um, sphinxes who were propelling the chariot. Yeah. So you are guided deeply from within, from your own intuition. So yes, I love sharing with people their lifetime symbol. It's really easy to figure out. You take your birthday, you take your month, your day, and then the year, and you add it all up in old school, seventh grade math, you know? <laughs> You know, you do and you deduce it to one whole number and you get that number and then you can actually Google and look up what your number is. If it's a seven, you'll see the chariot. Mine is the magician, which is a one. And the magician symbolizes, um, I'm, I'm here to, um, create my own reality. And I'm actually here to work with the energy and all the elements and to help transform And, um, I take a lot of, um, I get a lot of pride in that, not in a ego pride, but it is, um, like I said, I look back at my life and I'm absolutely amazed at you asked me, what did I, when did I start doing stuff? And, um, so I felt called to go to massage school. Because when I was planning my exit and I, it was a very calculated planned exit for me to leave this 15 year marriage. It was, it was spoken about with us for a two year period of time where we'd come back together and I'd say, okay, let's go to counseling. I'm in it. I'm fully in, but always in the back of my mind, I'm like, you gotta keep you gotta keep going. You gotta keep mm-hmm. being the chariot move. You got you got to move forward. And one of the things I had to do was obviously have a job that I knew I could yeah. fall back on. Um I um I knew when I left I would not be receiving a lot. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. And um so I went to massage school and this and then before that I got my Reiki certification and I started getting these visions while being in massage school. I thought, okay, I want to take my client and I want to give them the most amazing massage. And then I want to do just, I want to layer it with Reiki. I want to be balancing their chakras. And then I want to take my tarot cards and I want to run them all up the chakras on the front of the belly and do a reading form. And I would share this with my classmates and they'd be like, nobody does that. Like who does that? You do that. And that's, yeah. and that's what I do. And so I actually, when I was in my, before I got my certification, you know, I, I did massages for free. You can't charge for that. So I'd have my friends. I had a few handful of friends that would come to my home and I would really just practice with them. And I set up a little room in the back room, um, you know, and I started, you know, bringing my crystals and just trying to make it my own space. And another reading that um, I have to share about that I do, it's called human design. Are you familiar with it?
0: No. And I was, that was uh, definitely on my mind to ask you more about that. I am not familiar uh, with that. So I would love to learn about that.
1: Oh, human design is it's such an amazing, um, guide. And so it's a, it's a very new science. It's only been around since, um, 2011. And what it is, is it takes, um, the I Ching, the, your astrology, the Kabbalah quantum physics, um, the Hindu chakra system, it combines all these different sciences and modalities. And basically you have to have your birthday and you you must have your birth time, city and state, and you get this, um, you put it into the computer and anybody can do this. Um, you go onto, uh, it's like a mind body graph, but it's going to come to you and you're going to be like, okay, this looks like Chinese. How do I read this? So it's really important to have a reader read you your chart. And what this does for you is it tells you how you best use your energy, how you are to show up, what your strengths are, it, how you hold energy, all sorts of things that basically give you permission to be exactly who you are. And there's five types, there's, there's five types. So we all have like our sun sign or Enneagram, you know, like that is like Mm -hmm. true to who we are. So in these five types, you're either a generator, you're a manifesting generator, you're a manifester, a reflector or a projector. And again, those don't mean anything if you've never studied it or heard it, but then it tells you what your authority is. And so just to explain, I'm a generator. So I am meant to be here with my sacral authority to do the kind of work that lights me up. And it has to come from my sacral, which is um, in, with your chakras, your sacral is that center right below your navel. And that is where our passion, desires, sensuality, the divine feminine, it's, it's basically our motor and so I generators, we must be doing things that light us up. And when we, when we connect to that, when we find that thing or things, we have energy. for, I mean, it, we are expanded and we can continue in that until we deplete it all out. We wake up the next day and we start again hmm. now for projectors. They don't have that. So they have to, they receive from others. They, they they pull their energy in from how they respond when they are invited to things. So it's really fascinating to find out what your your design is. And we'll have to do this, Michelle. I, I was love, just
0: thinking, I was I'm going to be scheduling an appointment. Yes. <laughs> I'm so yes. curious. That's awesome. That's so fascinating.
1: It's so fascinating. And it actually it was one of the tipping points for me that gave me permission to follow my heart and my truth. Yeah. And it, it really did. Cause it, it said, I mean, it, it, it literally, I'll never forget when I, when I had the reading done and then I thought, okay, I got to study this cause it's, it's capturing me. And I thought I am so lit up by helping people. I am meant to be a, a guide So in a nutshell, what I do is I'm a spiritual guide. I help guide people back to their themselves, their home, who they are inside, who they are, all parts of themselves. And I do that with healing. I do that with touch. I do that with my voice. I do that with my cards. I do that with my empathy, my intuition. (laughs) And um, each session with me is, Everything's each one is different. It's tailored to each person, what you're going through. I have a lot of um, I do a lot of intuitive counseling for people. Um, so yeah, you you won't just come to me for a massage. (laughs) I will just say that. And and I've really moved away from that because of my healing, my um there's been a lot for me in that realm because you know physical touch is really important to me that that's one of my love languages. that in words of affirmation. and it's no surprise that this this was chosen for me to be a massage therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me that connecting um, and I actually had a, a reading from a psychic one time. And he, he even told me, he says, you don't even need to be using your cards. Like it is all in your hands. Like when you, when I physically touch mm-hmm. somebody, it's like, I, I get that I, things come to me and I feel them. And I'm going to wrap this up around my marriage and my infidelity, because this is a huge piece to me. I had to go through being a cheater because I was cheated on, I had to bookend both sides of that in this lifetime. And so I have experienced the pain, Mm -hmm. the betrayal, that, that horrible gut wrenching insecurity and that overwhelming feeling of just disgust and anger and all of that, that the betrayal does. To the opposite side of it, to see what I was questing for, what I was searching for. There is so much in when you step out on somebody in, in the guise of adult, I mean, put any name on it, adultery, cheating, infidelity. There's such a charge to it. It became, it became an addiction. Mm-hmm. I got something from it. I got, you know, it, it, it escaped me from my day to day. It allowed me to disconnect from pain. Now it was a short period in my marriage and thankfully it got nipped in the bud pretty quickly um, by myself because I'm like, I, I couldn't live in that energy anymore. And um, so that's that's a really big reason why I'm starting I've started my podcast Free to Be Yourself is mm-hmm. I want to share these topics that are very taboo. Yeah. and give them a voice because there's so many of us that you know maybe we have a couple glasses of wine and we'll share with our you know our our good friends and you know keep this a secret this is what's going on but there's a place that this needs to be shared. Because there's a reason behind everything we do.
0: Yeah. And I think far too often the the shame and the guilt behind things keeps people from talking about it and sharing it and and it stays bottled up inside or it bubbles up at inopportune times. So I think that you've got all your healing modalities that you offer. but now that you've started this podcast free to be yourself, you're also offering a platform for people to share their experiences with some of these taboo areas and, and how they've navigated through them. Um, Mm -hmm. everybody's experiences are different and how and why they affect us are different and how we get through them are different. And I think it's very inspiring to be able to share those stories. Um, you know, my purpose with this podcast which I think is interesting. My 11, calling, which, which uh, totally ties into that chariot, you know, the, the <laughs> call to lead, <laughs> but, you know, with this podcast, you know, my purpose is to honor those that have the courage to, to recognize a calling that they've had in life and to act upon it, not only for their own highest good, but the highest good of others. So by, sharing these stories through your podcast, through my podcast, you never know who you're going to inspire and how you're going to affect their life. And then they themselves may find that courage to answer their higher calling. So I think it's beautiful that you're doing what you're doing, not just with the podcast, but the healing that you're sharing with others in your day-to-day practice also. So you are an inspiration, Jamie. And I think the fact that you can be so open and real and vulnerable is in and of itself inspiring, let alone all these amazing practices that you have to offer. And then that platform that you're offering on your podcast. So I, th- I thank you for that. And I thank, thank you for sharing you. your time and your story with us today. I'm guaranteed there will be people who are touched in a positive way.
1: So, I thank you so much. And I am so very honored to be one of your first guests and to share this journey with you. Um, I love this connection that we instantly have. And Mm. I see really amazing things in your future for how you are going to be um, assisting so many um, with your podcast and your platform and what you do day to day. And if you don't care, I'd love to do a reading. Um, sure, I'd love it for, for this episode. For Absolutely. also, and I, I want to let the listeners know that um, whenever you tap in and you turn this episode on, this message is for you right now, and that that's how this works. It's not time stamped or it doesn't expire, and so I'm just going to call in my beautiful guides, my spirit guides and angels. I specifically work with um, Archangel Michael for protection and that this be delivered and received in love and light. And also um, I love to call in Archangel Uriel because Uriel is this gorgeous angel who really um, helps us with our hearts, helps us healing um, the difficult heavy energies that surround personal relationships um whether it's toxic or even if it's you've had trauma but it's it's really just all the the layers that our heart goes through in this lifetime and so for all of you out there this message is for you and um oh i love it i love it okay i'm gonna pull two cards and um and I, I know you can't see, but I, I'm very descriptive in my readings too. So we got the two of cups and then we also got the devil reversed. And this is so um, symbolic for us right now, Michelle, just as we were even describing um, your chariot, the light and the dark. And so cups energy in the tarot has to do with um, our emotions. It has to do with what we cherish. It's how we give and receive love. And here, this is this beautiful image. It's a two, which is all about balance and devotion. And it's this couple and they are standing in front of each other. And if you can envision like Greek mythology, they both have like a headdress of the Ivy wreaths on their hair. And she is draped in like um, a cloak with this you know, beautiful long white gown and then a blue over her. And he's in what looks like a romper, <laughs> you know, all the girls are wearing rompers now and And they're they're cheering each other with their cups. And what is in between them is this winged lion head with angel wings. And it's the staff of Hermes. And this whole card, the energy in this two of cups is all about love, devotion to one another, giving and receiving. But it mainly um, exemplifies harmony and balance in your relationship. This could be a personal relationship that you're in right now. This could be your relationship to yourself. This could be a relationship, you know, even with your work right now. And I'm just, I'm tapping into your energy, Michelle, and just, you know, just how much your heart is pouring into this. And this is a passion project for you. And the devil reverse comes up just to say, first of all, there's no fear. There's no fear right now, and the revert. I I work with reversals, and the Devil upright is all about what is keeping us bound and chained. What is keeping us playing small? What is keeping us being free to be yourself? And with the reversal of this of this Devil card, there's two um, figures, and there's no mistake because there's two figures that we got here in the Two of Cups, but they're chained to the Devil's feet. But the chains around their neck, they're not tight. They're actually really loose and their hands are not chained. So they can pick up this chain themselves and they can free themselves. So this is actually a very positive reading. It's a very positive card. It's all saying that we have the ability to free ourselves. And I'll just leave that at that because I don't think... um... I don't think I could have selected. I don't think spirit could have chosen two more perfect cards for everything I just shared.
0: Mm-hmm. Cause
1: um, there's a lot of people out there that need to hear that, that there's no situation that you're in that is beyond the, um, the realm of really being free, being cared for a way of escape, coming to know yourself, to find yourself, um, so yeah, so I hope you all receive that with love and encouragement and just knowing that wherever you are right now, you are you are meant to take these chains off and if it means you need somebody to help you do that, reach out. There's many people you can reach out to. If you want to work with me, please come come reach out to me on my website. Um I would love to help you. So
0: Thank you so much for doing that reading. I think you that was beautiful. Welcome. Yes, I do believe we all are empowered to to take those chains off and, and step into our power. So I do appreciate that you did that reading for everybody here today. And please tell our listeners where they can find you on your website. I do have a, a posted as well, but just if somebody's listening, where is it that they can find you? Yes.
1: Thank you. It's, um, Jamie, J A M I E at free to be yourself.com. And it is a T O so it's free F R E E T O B E yourself.com. So Jamie at free to be yourself.com. That's my Instagram is free to be yourself. Um, yes, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Um, share with you just any way that I can. So thank you so much, Michelle. This was, this was so amazing.
0: Thank you, Jamie, for being here. I truly appreciate it. And I can't wait to connect with you. I'm definitely going to come make a booking with you for that human design reading. I I can't wait to learn more about that. So again, thanks so much for sharing your voice with us today. It is much needed in this world. And thank you for having the courage to be yourself and to share that with everybody out there. You are a true inspiration. Much love to you.
1: Much love to you and you all. Thank you.
0: I just want to give a big heartfelt thank you to Jamie Lynn for speaking her truth and sharing her journey of self-discovery and healing. I appreciate her ability to discuss such emotionally charged subjects, such as sexual trauma, infidelity, dysfunctional, and codependent relationships. She did so honestly, authentically, and transparently, and vulnerably. I feel when we do this, it is very powerful, as it gives others the permission and courage to do the same, and hopefully inspire them to begin their healing journey. If you would like to connect with Jamie Lynn, you can do so at freetobeyourself.com. I'm sure there's something there for you that can help guide you and begin your healing journey. Thanks so much for tuning in with me today. If you like what you heard, please feel free to share it with friends, family, leave a review. I'd appreciate all the positive love and vibes and support. I wish you all a beautiful day. Much love.